Hello? Thank you for listening. I go by the name of RW, and this is Movie Podcast. So let's, uh... Let's get right into it. You're having a wonderful morning, evening, afternoon, whatever is going on. But nah, don't don't stress none about it. That's the word from here. As for me personally, it's at 9.46 p.m. I'm planning on just doing this right before bed. Not my best hour. I have no mental energy, no obvious, I'd probably no uh not, not not too many keen observations. I don't want to waste my I don't want to waste my uh, I want to waste my breath on. But I took the I took the time. I took the fifteen minutes. This is really to took the fifteen minutes. Watched the Maya Darren short film at land. A 1945 film, or maybe a movie that she had worked on for 1945. I'd uh, I'd recommend this movie to anybody interested in surrealist ideas. In a told in a visual medium, or maybe psychological ideas in a visual medium. You know, there's others like it. This movie's no doubt. Maya Darren and her, uh, and uh, you know, her husband, her artistic partner. They were both probably inspired by Boonwell. Uh, and the surrealist art movement. But nonetheless, you know, they were American filmmakers. They were just, I don't know, just great experimenters. And even though these movies were produced, shown silently, great rhythm, great rhythm to the cuts and the scenes, the The ocean, the ocean being the reverse shot of the ocean with the woman's body it's a very wonderful movie 
I'd say I'd, I'd kind of say like this is like a this is like a surrealist film that's exquisite in form. Yeah, it's not. I don't even gotta say nothing really. Like, seriously, it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's just beautiful shots. Something nice to watch. If you're a fan of more contemporary surreal filmmakers that dabble in surrealism or whatever. Yeah, it's a landmark film for the, uh, for that kind of movie. When I uh, watch this, when I turn this on to watch this, I watch this on my phone, my iPhone to be specific, and, uh, you know, I didn't know the one I clicked on. I, want, I intended to watch this movie, like, with no sound on, you know. I didn't realize, like, the video I clicked on was one that the, someone had done, like, their own score over the movie, so I turned it on, and I'm greeted to sound. And I immediately turned down with the volume, but nonetheless, that was a part of that just happened to be a part of this experience. I didn't like I'm, it's you know it's 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 still whatever. I'm not gonna. I just think I don't know. If, I don't know if that's worth noting, but that's that's what happened. I watched this. I just watched it on my phone, and yeah, it's just it's just hard to. I think I want to say, uh, I don't know, I don't know, just. There's something to be said about. I don't know, creative independence. There's something to be said there about exploration of the unknown and of otherness. Using art, cinema in this instance, to explore feeling. I think this is a hot film. I can't tell if cinema is a hot or cold medium. That's something that I'll probably spend a pretty good time, amount of time, discussing. And I'm loosely basing it off of McLuhan's idea of hot and cold 
media. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. But I'm using it loosely because even McLuhan didn't fully have a full grasp on these ideas that he was trying to get at. And you can refer to the, I want to say it was one of the first few chapters of Understanding Media where he explains this. There's a moment, a page where he sort of fesses up and says, I only vouch for 30% of the ideas spoke, which is kind of a half measure if you're going to write a book. But the ideas, like, I, I can understand that because some of the ideas, he wasn't at a time, he, you know, he wrote this at the time when people watched fucking TV and they didn't have cell phones. He wrote this before he knew what the determining technology was going to be for for our, for our media and our mediums. So he had to play it loose, but I do think he was right about the the hot and cold thing. I don't really think it matters for this movie cuz it's an art film. Like I don't know. I I don't know where people watch this movie. Like I don't know. I feel like I guess just in probably just like in New York and France and like big cities and it got passed around in art circles, I guess, something like that. But yeah, now you can just watch it on YouTube. Probably gonna watch some more. Gotta. I divide my time between just a few things that I take very seriously and I put a great deal of mindfulness towards. I make beats. I write, I exercise, I hold it down, I research, watch movies, lately I've been doing this podcast, which I intend to continue doing, I like doing this. It's fun. And I see myself as a worker in media. And that's all I can really see myself doing. So I'm just going to keep doing these things. I'm going to keep running these plays. I don't have a single question about this movie.
somebody can hit me with whatever they want interpretation wise I know that this is a beautiful film I'm going to be dying in this bitch by the time I get around to reviewing American Beauty. I'm too impartial to be political. I've thought of my best bars on the fly spitting them at the shows like doing a show in Kentucky to five people and just throwing out the best shit I've ever said I'll be goddamned if I record some of these some of these bars deserve to be left on the floors at college bars cuz that's just kind of the nature of the music You know, music's going to be a constant. If I find it again, I was meant to find it. You know, or if I use it, like I know, I know which, I know which bars. Like I, I work on this shit every day. I know which bars I got that like, are like you know that good shit. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't, you know, doesn't mean you shouldn't freestyle, shouldn't try out some shit. I gotta keep this microphone rest. The only thing keeping me from just like fucking smoking weed and eating more lifesavers. I know there's more than this. I'm gonna yeah, I'm I'm You know what it's like? It's just like it's it's like it's just it it no, it ain't Nothing. It's just nighttime. I can't sit still. I gotta be doing something. But I also should probably be. I'll be fine. I'll be getting to bed soon. This is fucked up. This is fucked up. It's not even been motherfucking fifteen minutes. This movie, I believe, is fifteen minutes. About right in the dark at this at land. There's very few scenes. 
I do think it does correspond to a kind of dream logic in its in its scenes in its whatever visual language is a dream and in a lot of the ways it kind of holds you under some like kind of holds you under water and kind of like a dream you know like the if you want to look at dreaming that way as being being underwater and trying to hold your breath or whatever stay under those hopes that hope of lucidity I guess lucidity in or form maybe maybe real maybe fake conscience consciousness in that state that other state of consciousness It's saying on the <clears throat> Wikipedia that John Cage was in the movie. He's probably one of the guys at the dinner table. guys at the end I mean, I'm sure there's something personal and autobiographical, maybe, towards it. But I wouldn't jump to any conclusions that there's any specific, any specific, okay, okay, here, wait, okay. Darren once said that the film is about the struggle to maintain one's personal identity. Ergo, you know, the chess games, her obsession with finding this chess piece, 
wish to crawl across that table with those, with all those dudes. The way how like other there's other versions of her at the end looking at her. the episode you're like joey you're an extra i'm an extra you know why because i went into the audition i had no underwear on and there was this you see these things that pop out of chairs yeah the side things the, mm -hmm. the armrest right. and she goes get up to read when i when i got up to read the, this thing, the fucking thing got caught in the hole in my pants and my dick came out <laughs> all three women sat there and i go did you see the egg roll and then i lost them for sure they even told me they go you got the job as I was walking down the street on Fox, my phone rang. My agent goes, go back. You didn't even read. I didn't even read. And they called my agent and said, we love this guy. How oh, I met your mother. I did how. You know how I got out? Before I left the house, there was a little brownie. Maybe two Joey Diaz clips in a row. It's 70 milligrams. I rub my balls with 70 milligrams. Hell yeah. It's 70 milligrams. I go to the conference store. I pull up. I walk around a little bit. I go into the VIP patio and I just sit there. It's just whipping me now. Right? And I'm starting to get scared. Jeff comes over to me and he goes, Joey, go on stage. I walk over and it hits me. Oh my God, I'm getting anxiety attack. Nah, this can't be happening to me. This ain't happening. The pressure's on. I got water in my hand. I get back up and it's getting worse, guys. I turn around. I look down to where the payphone used to be. And now I'm getting the anxiety I get when I'm getting the need which means I'm going down. So I go to the corner and I just start looking at the wall and I start breathing through my nose. Jeff comes up to me and I go, Jeff, hold on one second, Jeff. I'm going to faint. Tell Paulie to go on stage. So he walks over to Paulie and he starts asking Paulie and Paulie's like, and now they're getting into like a conversation about it. I got so fucking angry that I go, fuck you guys. I'm going to go up. And I went up there, Joe Rogan, and I had to set up my life off of fear. Before I left the house, there was a little brownie. A 70 milligram brownie. I had like maybe 13 cars left of the Great lesson, great lesson all Fighting fear. Look at that. That's the fucking 40. I powered the guy. Now getting Star Wars shit. Andrew Schultz. Dalia. It gives me the fucked up shit. Drumming. Drugs. There's Carl Hart. Norm MacDonald. Joe Rogan. Segura. Farm shit. Joey Diaz. Conspiracy theory. I'm on some DS tonight. He was the guy that dosed up Manson. They ran the Hate Ashbury Free Clinic. Bradbury. It's just like, it's tests. It's a little, they throw little tests at me. And they gave me this real basic fucking normie shit. Robert Pattinson on the Howard Stern. Always enjoy seeing drumming shit. Even though it's still there's just there's a company trying to sell shit, but that's that's okay. You get Breaking Bad scene. That's an ad. Some ice cream. Shit. Mark Norman. Fucking basketball history. It's just it's, it's, it's the Beatles. Snoop Dogg. Steve Harvey. The fucking drums. There it is. There it is. Forty Eight Powers guy. Seal herders. You pay for rent now, this fucking guy. 
metal, the hell is that, iron, metal, I don't know, it's just like, it's just showing you just enough, just enough stuff. I don't know. Robert Williams killed himself. Fucking... secret to film is that, is that it's an illusion, and it's an illusion that's created at 24 frames a second. Mm. You have the illusion of movement, you have the illusion of space and time, and ILM is concerned with creating that illusion. On episode one, we basically had more freedom than George ever had on the original Star Wars film, and that's really due to digital technology. Up till now, everybody's been constrained by the compromises you have to make because you virtually couldn't build something so big or you couldn't have such an epic landscape to tell your story in. That was the fun part of writing this project is that I wasn't limited. Whatever my imagination could come up with, I just put down on the page and I said, we'll worry about this later. 